Jimmy and Anthony. What's up, dudes? Hello, gents. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing great. Beautiful Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. And Anthony's got golf to get to, so we're going to make this a little quick. But we're continuing our series, uh, Biography, WWE Legends on A&E. This episode focused on the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Before we jump into that, though... Got to do our wet bandit soft. Yes, we day. do. Crowbar's up. Because we continue to have good news for all of our fans out there. The Bandits won their fifth game in a row this past week in probably one of the more exciting games that I've been involved in. It was definitely a great game. That was the best game that we've played. Not, was, not that we've played, but I think that was the most exciting, yes, most fun game. It had, it had everything. Yeah, we fell behind early. We're down ten to two after two innings. Stormed back, then coughed up the lead again, then got the lead back, and then held on to win. And uh, against the team we were tied with in the standings as well, and we were, we had ten guys, but it wasn't. We had to go deep into our subs to. to mm-hmm roster this week um so it felt good it was a great win well we'd be we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the uh web gem at the end of the game i didn't want to bring it up but Dude, it's, you I know sure i was be. i was looking at jimmy's mouth i was trying to figure out if he if he was gonna go or if i had to bring it up but yes uh pat with the unbelievable play up the middle um to uh not only save the ball but then crawl his way to get to the force at second and just lay his glove down right on the uh, bag as if he were basically pulling his dick out and laying that down on their, on their forehead. That so, was, uh, so Pat had hurt his back, uh, what the inning or two beforehand. And at this point we were up three in the bottom of the sixth. It was going to be the last inning. We had two outs, bases loaded. Um, and Pat makes a diving play at shortstop. If he doesn't get the ball, they score at least two runs, and that runner, the runner from first would be on second, maybe third. So that puts us yeah. in a you know, very stressful situation. But he dove, got every inch of his body to that ball, and then crawled to second Just base. Literally crawled. And, his- and now I'm going to the chiropractor next week. We <laughs> – and I don't, I don't think none of us brought this up, but maybe you guys didn't see it. But after the, so right after the play, like we're all celebrating because it's, I mean, it's not close. The guy was out by probably three steps, and yeah. I think it was their pitcher is is looking at the ump like, well, did you make a call? Like, was he out? And the ump's like, yeah, he he was out. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I was definitely laboring out there, so. I actually hurt my back originally last weekend doing, I overdid it with yard work after. Oh, here we go with the yard work. When we recorded. The yard work. (laughs) I did did 30 bags of mulch 
and uh, just was out of commission basically all week and was wasn't even sure if I was going to play on Tuesday, but then when we were like, I was feeling better, but just kind of knew if I pushed, I'd probably get hurt again. Uh, but when we were, you know, short on guys, I was like, all right, I got to play. Cause me and Jimmy had talked Sunday. He's like, I could play you at first base, you know, if you need to, just to kind of take it easy. And then Judd was out and Sean was out. So it was like, all right, I, I'll be there. I'll play shortstop. Like we'll figure it out. And I almost made it through the whole game. I was feeling fine. It was actually the second to last inning uh, guy hit her like a rocket shot up the middle. And I tried to play it on a short hop. And it was just the way that I stepped. I just felt my back give out instantly. And then it was those last two innings where I was just kind of hoping that the ball didn't come to me. And of course I, I had to field like four balls in those next two innings. So I do what I can for the team though. I love the bandits. I mean, I will say that that is a, uh, fantastic segue into the Sean Michaels uh, Sean Michaels thing I don't know if we did that on purpose or and it's a pretty damn good segue into uh, HBK if I'm not uh, pretty not. decent segue discuss what was another great documentary I love this series. It's been so awesome. And Anthony, I know you've been talking to us outside of this, but I am going to try and figure out a way to watch the Dark Side of the Ring documentary advice because I've heard amazing things about that. Yeah, it's well, um, which is obviously just in the name itself focuses on like a lot of what these guys go through and how dark some of their lives are. Um, But Shawn Michaels is another good case of kind of getting lost in the character and 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 then pretty much almost losing everything um because he just couldn't turn it off uh but it was interesting to see a lot of these guys just they just had this dream to be wrestlers from such a young age and it's so cool to see that they like it was so regionalized back then that i feel like it was maybe a little bit easier to get into um, in the sense that like you could just get into a circuit a little bit easier than you maybe yeah. could now because everything is somehow as we realized last week when we were which we should touch on Jim actually for, oh yeah we should we were in Davenport Iowa for Mike's graduation uh, from Augustana there was a what was it called again it was um, AEW or no not that's no the, no um, uh, I'm trying to find it right SCW now CW Pro I think yeah, was, SCW Pro, which was it was just a wrestling ring in the back of this bar, and there was hundred plus people there watching Xander Killen take on <laughs> Jim. What's the name? I always forget the big Bush Light. Mason Beck. I oh, know Bush Beck. Bush Light was earlier. Bush Light were the tag teams. <laughs> but yeah, Xander Killen versus Mason Beck for the Iowa Wrestling Championship belt was uh, pretty entertaining. So, it was uh, super entertaining. He still hasn't got back to me, by the way. What a, what a guy. Too big for our show, I guess. But even that connected to the WWE because the wrestling school that is tied in with that promotion is uh, ran by Seth Rollins and some other guy, I think. I forget his name. who's in the WWE. But back then when Shawn Michaels was coming up in the early 80s, I guess, is when he first got into it. Um, it was... Uh, 
you know, it was a little bit easier to get into it. And uh, it was kind of interesting to see that he was so different from his in-ring character, like as a person, really. Yeah. Talked about how he was shy and introverted because obviously one of the most, if not maybe the most flamboyant character to ever come through. For sure. Um, But one thing that they touched on a lot that I think um, I'm, you know, I thought was important was that also one of the best in-ring performers uh, in the history of the promotion, because. Yep. That's what Ric Flair said. And that means that says a lot coming from. That's what I I mean. That's, that's like the overall consensus. Right. Flair, Flair says it. Um, Austin, Austin says Flair is, but that Sean's like a close, close second, obviously Triple H says it. That's like a, it's one and two between between yeah. Flair and Michaels. I think I think Michaels, honestly, because I think he did so many different and so much more than Flair did. Like Flair had his his basic, you know, one, two, three, four steps that he did. He did them in every match, you know. And Michaels had his move set, but I feel like he would do some other stuff that was kind of outside the box and you know not always throw it in. And you know, I, I think I think by far the best that we've never seen for sure definitely and i actually went back i uh took the opportunity this morning to to show kelly an important history lesson and we 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 watched uh the ladder match from wrestlemania 10 between Shawn michaels and razor ramon which they referenced in this which is what really kind of put Shawn michaels in the eyes of like the fans and the company as a as a legitimate you know option to kind of you know, build behind and uh, awesome, awesome match. And, and as you, as we mentioned that, you can even tell just within the confines of that match, how good he is compared to everyone else, because uh, yeah. there were times where Razor Ramon just looked so clunky with that ladder trying to hit Shawn Michaels and maybe, maybe to the chagrin of Scott Hall, but Shawn Michaels was just laying it on him with that ladder and, and just completely diving into the performance. And, and it was, it's just awesome to watch. And that was, I looked into it afterwards. That was the first, the second ladder match in the WWF. It was the first one that they televised. So the yeah. first one was between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Actually, Shawn Michaels is in the first four ladder matches in WWF yeah. history. Um, him and Razor Ramon fought again at SummerSlam. And I forget who his fourth one was against, but uh, which makes sense because they alluded to how Sean was one of the more athletic guys. You know, he wasn't this six, eight, 280 pound dude. No, he was still, I noticed when he was younger, he seemed to be more beefy. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he got to Sean Michaels, the heartbreak kid, he was still big, but he was more of a lean athletic guy. And yeah. Oh, for sure. And you you couldn't have had those matches with I mean you 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 could have but they wouldn't have looked as good as they did with two guys who were you know Razor Ramon's height who again freak athlete but not as agile yeah. um, as right. as Shawn Michaels and, and kind of looking bulky and and then moving with right. the confines of like yeah. of wrestling right and 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 what makes those ladder matches fun are are the the um look of they're falling from i mean they are falling from huge heights but when you have a six eight guy falling and a six one guy falling it looks like it's a lot higher when Shawn michaels does it plus yeah. the the theatrics he adds yeah i mean to it be makes able sense to, why he was yeah to be able to sell and to be able to yeah. 
you know, even if he's falling off the second rung of the ladder, right. You know, he's making it, he's making it so grandiose that you're like, Oh my God, he got hit by a bus. Um, not to get ahead of anything, but they talk about in the ultimate warriors doc. Um, so like the whole steroid thing and the whole, you know, uh, steroid scandal when it was illegal and all that stuff. And Vince was going through the, the lawsuit, um, they touch upon how at that point it was Hogan and the ultimate warrior who were like on top and on, on top part of the company. And when mm-hmm. you look at those guys, you're like, Oh, well, clearly these guys are juicing. clearly these guys are doing steroids. So what do we have to do to kind of better our image? They got Bret Hart and they got guys like Shawn Michaels to kind of, you know, carry the torch away from those big steroid freaks. So yeah. like, think about, like, think about that and think about that in retrospect, like, if the steroid thing never happened and the scandal never happened and, and the ultimate warrior and Hogan weren't kind of like put off to the back burner to let Bret Hart and, and other guys that are smaller, more technical do their thing. Like, you know, that could have kind of changed the entire landscape of everything too, where, you know, maybe Bret Hart didn't get the push that he, that he yeah. got. Maybe, you know, Bret and Sean wouldn't have the few that they got. And like, look at, look at the athletes and look at the performers that existed after the Hogan, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, all those big guys, look at look at the athletes they had after. Small, athletic, fast, showman, like technical, all that stuff. So well, that was a that was a big point that they brought up in the in the Warrior doc that I I'm like, I wish it would have been like the other way around. I wish it would have been Warrior first and then Shawn Michaels. That way it would have like a good flow into it. But see, yeah. but it it um that's a good point because his time was before you're right they should have kind of done it chronologically I that's think. my only that's my only complaint about them and i was going to touch upon that too is my yeah. only complaint is the the order of which they are doing them i mean i thought it was kind of strange to to premiere with stone cold i mean because to most i don't want to say to most people to a lot of people that's like that should be your ending or close to well, your ending. that's yeah. why they did it though is because they figure most people would watch right. it Yes. for sure yes. and who think yes. about it who would they look like, so, like looking at it right now i feel as though either yeah piper would probably be first and if some, if oh the premiere is piper like think about you guys like you, you even said like this was the one that was the least yeah. you know right you, stone right. cold's opening up you're like okay fuck, i'm, I'm yeah, in yeah, exactly I'm in. right i mean you're in regardless but the casual fan might not you know, watch from the beginning. Right. So, so they had to try and grab attention, right? For there, sure. which, which makes sense. So Anthony, you mentioned too, that the transition kind of from the big hulking superstar to the more like smaller athletic. And I thought that that ladder match was the perfect representation of, of, or kind of the perfect affirmation for the WDF to kind of move in that direction. Because sure. when you looked at it, Razor Ramon looks like what you would expect the dominant wrestler to look like. He's yeah. huge. He's strong. You know, he just looks the part. And then Shawn Michaels looks the part too. But and it's funny how they say, you know, Shawn's only six one. Like six one is some midget. Exactly. Uh, in the wrestling world at that time, that was pretty small. Uh, but when you watch them perform, you're like, Shawn Michaels is far better wrestler than this other guy. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter how big it is. And the only way that it's believable that a smaller guy is gonna, you know, kind of like kick the crap out of a bigger guy is if like you said, he's more technically sound and is out there performing at a higher level. Like my favorite part of that match uh, was the first ladder shot. He puts it on the ring and he goes and he drop kicks the ladder through the bottom rope into 
Yeah. Maybe it wasn't the first shot, but it was just, he was so creative with everything he's doing. And then Razor Ramon grabs the ladder and he's like clunkily, barely touching yeah. John's shoulder. And, and it's just, it, it really, you, you really gain a better appreciation for the art form that it is when you, well, work. I will, I will say this too. I, I feel as though those, those weren't gimmick ladders back then. Like, I feel like the ladders the ladder now are a lot broke. more gimmick. Yeah. Like, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm fairly confident they're not using, they're not using little giant ladders, but they're, they're definitely using ladders that have some, you know, some steel on them back and back then. Yeah. Now they're aluminum. Now they're made out of the same shit that garbage cans are made out of, but right. Yeah. They were, that was a, that was a great match. You know, there wasn't as many, you know, obvious high spots in terms of like the TLC match where the Hardys are jumping off, you know, a 40 foot ladder and landing on seven tables and all that stuff. Like, Obviously, that wasn't what what they were doing. They didn't have that, you know. I think wherewithal yet to to do that. But just like you said, like every hit of that ladder was was solid. Everything yeah. was yeah. It that's, was that's funny that you mentioned that too, because then you look at like this is the beginning of that evolution. It was like you know that 100%, first, yeah having him involved in the in those first few ladder matches was super important to how it ended up progressing to the point where it reached the table ladders and chairs and it got right. really extreme like that. Cause they saw like each time you kind of see what you can push. I know at the, at the second ladder match between him and Razor Ramon at SummerSlam, when he wins, um, I know he sweet chin musics him on one ladder from one ladder to the next ladder. He sweet chin musics Razor Ramon off of it. Yeah. So it, I mean, they definitely saw the potential and kept building on it. And I wanted to mention real quick to the end of that, ladder match is like one of the best in my like the way that razor ramon grabs those belts and just falls on his back to clear desperation like yeah. <laughs> he didn't even have the ladder in the right position but that was when he's supposed to grab it so it was just like i'm yanking these motherfuckers sure. down it was it was a great story if, if you guys haven't watched it or any of our listeners you guys should definitely check it out i just searched it on youtube and or google yeah. and it came up you know it's not hard to find and it goes it goes to show you like the trust that and, 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 and here's the crazy part. So we haven't really touched upon the, the drug use and really how fucked up Sean was throughout his, essentially his entire career. Right. But it goes to show you how much trust Vince had in him to have the first ladder match, right? Mm -hmm. He was in the first Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker. Like he, he was in these, these crazy matches that were kind of revolutionary in terms of like, well, we don't really know how this is going to go. And you know, we're introducing, we're introducing Kane and we're introducing this whole thing. And, you know, we need Sean to perform at a very right. high level, but like, think about all, all of the demons and think about all of the, the crazy shit that he was doing that. Right. So they need Sean to perform at a really high level after triple H brings him to his hotel room, takes the dip out of his mouth. Right. Him, but like and that's how fucked up he was getting in between shows but still to be able to come out and perform like that. And yeah, think about pretty incredible. Us as kids, like <clears throat> when you watch the videos now, you're like, holy shit, he was really messed up. Yeah. Like you could see it in his eyes. You can see yep. it in his body language. Like yep. he was messed up, but as kids, no idea. You would no clue at all. It's crazy. That no was, the, that was, that was like the, the one thing that I really, really took from this was like, Dude, he was watching the the clips back. You could definitely see, like, agree. You're ba yeah, you're basically he's you know basically coked out of his mind and whatever. 
So I I wish that they actually would have dove into that a little bit more and explained explained it a little bit more because that was some of my favorite stuff. Was just I mean you could tell like you could see how puffy his face was at times and just how like bloodshot his eyes were. And I wish they would have. And I know they only have two hours, and I'm sure they did talk about it and 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 painted. They wanted to paint paint a redemption picture, so they only do so much of it. But another another thing that I caught. Um, was you know when they did uh rowdy rowdy piper they talked about how sad his life was but i also think they were trying to paint this picture of like oh you know he's a family man he's trying to go through these struggles well they said at least twice that i remember about how sean was like yeah you know we'd be in the room girls everywhere drugs everywhere and piper would come in and and he would you know start to start to row guys up and 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 if you catch those things, you can see how producers definitely have their own spin on things because they made it seem like he's this, oh, you know, he's, he's going home and he's, and he's taking a, a day at a hotel to, to get ready for his family. No, he's recovering from all the girls he was banging and blow <laughs> that he was doing. So, they, question. <laughs> so when you catch those two things, you can see how much influence producers have in, in how they want to paint a picture. I'm not saying that Piper wasn't a good family man, but it wasn't all like, Oh, I have these demons. I can't wait to get home to my kids. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing all this drugs and steroids and women, and then I'm going home. Well, it's yeah. funny because even even in just <laughs> unveiling that story, it's almost just like a bad cover up where they're like, "Yeah, right." Roddy would come in and he would just try and rile everybody up as if right. he's not just there, like you said, as a part of the party with everybody else. Exactly. Like his probably, sole purpose, probably leading Sean, the party. His sole purpose in showing up was to try and convince Shawn Michaels to go solo uh, opposite Marty Jannetty or whatever. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, Ooh, that guy, like, man, that guy's been talk the about, ringer. Holy cow. Oh, that guy yeah. sounds like every like female that has smoked for 35 years that's ever been casted in a movie. The best way it's not good. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Has, has his tooth missing? He's always like, yeah. Well, man, he and he's, he's also like, like uh, he was like notorious a few years ago for um, like posting like real cryptic, crazy tweets. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I have to look at I have to look this up, but I'm not mistaken. He admitted to a murder over a tweet. I, I, I'm like 90% sure it was Marty Jenny. I'll have to look it up. You know what? That sounds really familiar. I'm, I'm out here saying that. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he like accidentally, like he's like, yeah, you know, back, you know, at this time when I murdered that kid or it's, it's something crazy where he was like, uh, Marty, are you, are you, are you okay? What? I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Overall, I thought, I thought it was, it was really well done. And I, I like how, so for the first I don't know, hour or so. I had no idea he was married with kids. I mean, yeah. I thought that, so I thought it was really cool how they set that up for that reveal because I had I had no clue. Um, and I'm I'm glad so again, like we said, the continuity, it'd have been great to have him come. You touch on the the Montreal screw job, screw job, and then go right into Bret Hart. So you can expand on that. But we have what two in between or just one? We have Warrior coming up. And then it's Bret Hart. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. No, no, Mick Foley still. Yeah. Okay. So right. Mick so we Foley. have that. We have that pretty big gap in between. I think it would have been cool to to have explored that from Sean's point of view, and then right away from. Bret that's Hart. what I'm saying. That's the only. That's my only complaint about about this is that they should have they should have done that a little bit. 
a little bit different in terms of that, but maybe honestly, maybe they don't, maybe they're not touching upon like certain things like that, you know, like maybe they're not yeah. touching upon the, the connections between, you know, we'll yeah, just have to see with, with the Bret Hart. I mean, obviously I feel like they have to talk about, you know, they have to talk about the feud with Shawn Michaels. I don't know if they'll talk about Owen Hart. Cause I know that, you know, Brett refused to, again, for dark side of the ring, Brett refused to comment on the Owen Hart story. Um, Cause he didn't like the way dark side portrayed the Montreal screw job when they did it, but they did an outstanding job. Bret Hart. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited for the Bret Hart one, just to give my like opinions and my thought process on him because you know, he's, he's definitely a quirky individual in terms yeah, of wrestling. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to like, give you guys my two cents on that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just in, obviously, you know, these guys are into it. This is their livelihood, but he spit on Mr. McMahon and punched him after that match. So I yeah. really irate with the way that things went down, but when you're going to be on another promotion the next day, what does he expect? They're just going to let you leave with the title. I mean, well, especially since other people already burned him in that same regard. Yeah, right. You know? Like, like Nash and. Well, no, the, the whole title thing. So the, the, the big thing with that, and again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but the big thing with that was the, the women's champion, Alundra blaze. She brought her title after she won and jump promotion. And remember she threw it in the garbage. If you, if you look that up, like she took her, she came out and she's like, I'm, I'm here now. And threw her Medusa was her name in WCW. She oh, threw her title in the garbage and Vince McMahon's like, there's, I, I don't think Bret Hart's going to do that. I think he has more respect and more class for the business than that, but I can't take that chance, especially yeah. with the WWF title, the right. ring Eagle like that, that would, right. that would have destroyed the company. The company would have been yeah. done after that. So he's like, I can't, yeah. we can't allow this to happen. Triple and, H opened up uh you know about how they were getting their asses kicked by wcw yeah. pretty much at the time before they started doing the degeneration x stuff and and it was like you know they, they had poached all those people from the wwf and they were really actually building up a solid promotion and then obviously paired with austin it was just kind of yeah do whatever we got to do to uh, right ruffle the feathers i like triple h's take on the on the curtain call and he's like, well, Hall and Nash, they're gone. So Vince yeah. can't get mad at them. They're not going to, they're not going to suspend and be mad at Shawn Michaels. Cause he's Shawn Michaels. Like, so the, the apparent fall guy in the whole situation was me. I was, was the guy that I was the guy that whose career took a completely different trajectory because of that. Which obviously we saw then led to Austin. Yeah. Right. To obviously Austin. he's doing fine now, he's but career uh, trajectory though, still. Right. And, but think about, again, and it's, it's crazy. Like how, again, the whole, like everything happens for a reason, everything. So fine. Triple H doesn't get in trouble for the curtain call. He goes on to win the King of the ring stone cold. Doesn't do what he does. Right. Doesn't Triple, cut H, that Triple H kind of fizzles out as, you know, King of the ring winner and doesn't really do anything to like, where would we be now? Right. right. So like everything yeah, had to happen. Yeah. Exactly. This conversation would not be happening. There would not be, you know what I mean? It's like, which, which we now found out that it was a, it was a kid and his friend who snuck in the right, camera. That, and that was awesome. It. And I'm glad. And it, it that, wasn't, that was it wasn't cool even on live TV. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I enjoyed that I, little tip. I did not know that. I, I didn't either realize is that they have taped WWF matches that have never aired. 
Like I didn't even realize, I just thought everything they filmed went on TV. I didn't even realize. Cause like I said, the first ladder match is between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. And it was at one of those like in your house or something, but it never actually aired on television. Um, yeah it 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 seems like now as as i I think it is with all sports and with people who put their bodies on the line there's a lot less wrestling going on like they would do monday night raw i think a tuesday house show they would do smackdown a saturday house show and then sunday night heat so they were filming and now it just seems like it's monday thursday and then whatever Monday, the uh Friday now, actually. oh yeah friday, yeah. Monday, friday well, no and then, i i'm whatever pay-per-view it is i'm pretty sure jimmy that it was i'm pretty sure they were doing house shows every day that they weren't on television okay well yeah i mean you yeah because like i remember there was a few times that i went to shows at the rosemont yeah that weren't on it TV. was on a tuesday night it wasn't taped it wasn't raw you know what i mean like yeah so i, I like that i think that's the whole and you know maybe with the travel and all that stuff but like yeah but back in the day it was We'd tape our show on Monday when it was live. Mm-hmm. We would drive to, you know, Indiana that mm-hmm. night and have our show in Indiana. And then we'd have another show in Southern Indiana. And, right. Right. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I think, you know, it's different now, I think, because of like the performance center and because yes. they, they can go practice and they can exactly. go do yes. there. But basically the house shows, it was if you and I had the main event on Raw or on, yeah, say, say Raw, our Friday, Saturday, Sunday house show. Like rehearsal is, is us yeah. doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. And every yeah. now and then it would be a weird thing where it'd be like, all right, well, we're going to take the belt off. Like diesel won his first championship on a house show. And I think lost it like the next night or something weird happened. Yeah, They mentioned um, for the, what, what was it, the rock midnight start? rockers mm-hmm. rockers. Yeah. They won the tag, one team. tag team title. And then they decided not to go through with it because the ring broke. Cause yeah. Cause yeah. The ring broke and think broke. about, again, think about, so yeah. like the whole Bret Hart thing, you know, Brett, Brett is like a business guy first. He, he wanted to stop the match because he knew that it was being taped, put him in a headlock. I'll have him in a headlock, fix the goddamn ring. That way we can finish the match and do what we're supposed to do. And they, they squashed that. They ended up winning. And then they're like, well, you guys never won. We're going to go yeah. ahead and take those belts. Yeah. From, like, you know, so it's, it's, I love like the little intricate workings of, of the business in that regard. Like that, that, that stuff to me is so fascinating. Me too. Love the behind the scenes stuff. Because at the time too, when we're watching this, we're so much younger. So all this is pretty much going over our heads anyway. A hundred percent. We're resistant to the fact that it's fake. When people say fake, that it's like planned out and acted, but it's like, even hearing that when we were watching it back then was like, no, that's like someone telling me Santa wasn't real. Right. He's not. He's real. Yeah, it was uh all of a sudden, Jim. That could have been what'd you say? The good thing that wasn't one of those times of me just randomly. Oh no, no, you're good. Yeah, it was um it was it was really well done. Um and I just I I enjoy I also enjoy the 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 different points of view. So we've now heard that Stone Cold tried to have the family but made a decision to, to just do wrestling. We saw how Shawn Michaels was like, well, I can't have both, so I'm just going to be a wrestler. And the path that let him down. And we saw how Piper had his, how both Macho Man and HBK couldn't turn off their personas. They were always that guy all the time. Booker T's story started the worst and seems to have ended the ended best, the best for so sure. far. Where he has a family and he seems to kind of go out on his own terms and he's still involved and, and he doesn't look like 
I mean, I'm sure he's sore and has his ailments, but he doesn't look yeah. like. I would say Shawn Michaels has a pretty good ending too. He does. He's, yeah, he does. His, I, I, it just seems like Booker didn't go through everything Shawn Michaels went through. Well, in terms of, I'm sure he went through it, you know, being a, a black wrestler in, in right. the deep south of Texas. His he had his own issues of, that he had to go through. This was more about his upbringing. Where yes. Shawn Michaels is more about what he put himself through. Right, because right. his, his, his upbringing was. Yeah, exactly. And, and he said that. He's like, I had a great upbringing. Parents, he siblings, stable household. And the fact that his dad also, that was cool when they showed his dad talking. I wish they would have touched on that more, how his dad took a chance on him and gave him the 3K. And he wanted to be a wrestler and he didn't really, wasn't really for it, but didn't want, didn't want to live with that regret that like his son would uh, hold it against him, you know, didn't ever get an opportunity. So that was cool. My my other assumption was those were old interviews. So either A, his parents are not alive or B, They didn't want to be filmed for this for various reasons. Interesting. So, so real quick, I uh, in the original now deleted Facebook post, Janetti recalled working at a bowling alley alley when he was 13 years old, where he would buy marijuana from a coworker. Uh, he put his hands on me. He dragged me around the back of the building. Uh, you already know what you're going to do, Janetti wrote. That was the first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. That was his. That was his. <laughs> his thirteen in detail. Yeah, that was his Facebook post. And then I guess like he went like he went crazy and was like, it was. Uh, I got hacked. No, he no. Hacked. He said it was. He's like, I did not murder that man. It was the beginning of a wrestling storyline. Oh my god! Didn't the world buy it? Blah blah blah. And like made it out to be, and then the police lost and launched an investigation on the murder, like something crazy. And I was reading this, I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, this That's is nuts. wild. Yeah, so he's definitely off his rocker. Yeah, sounds like it. Wow. I mean, really? I can tell by the by the interview. Off, off his rocker, really? No, I got it. Yeah, it was good. I, I would have liked a better response than that, James. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I went over my head. My bad. My bad. Okay, real quick before we close up here, I I planned a little game. You guys, I like games. I love games. It's all about the game and how you play it. Yes, the battle of the bulge. So I'm gonna text you a couple different photos. We'll do it in order of close-up zoom-in pictures of wrestling bulges. Bulges. Got it. Start easy and then get a little bit more difficult, and we'll see who. You mean start easy and and get a little bit more hard. Mm. I'm so bad at the setups right now. I my head is not in it. You guys should be leading. Okay, first one, and whoever just blurts it out will give them that point. This is a layup, so it's pretty much whoever has better cell connection. Okay, Mr. Ass. Oh, badass Billy Gun. Okay, okay. Not not a great bulge though. Not you know what? Because he's all ass. That's why. Fair. That's a good point. Okay. (laughs) Second one, a little bit more difficult, maybe. Val Venus. Val Venus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy knew. Tone's got better. Jimmy knew. I knew Jimmy knew that you 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 definitely know when the person's just copying what you say. <laughs> okay. Last Pretty one. Good bulge. Viscera. I'm just kidding. Triple H. Yep. Triple, yeah, oh, damn yeah. it! Those bulges. Was, Dude, you, oh, come on, you're, you're, you're yeah. on that one. You know yeah. what? It's 
okay, I, I know those are all pretty easy, but it's either there's a symbol on there that gives it away or it's just black. Yeah. True. And I don't mean like the wiener. I mean, just, well, you know, the, <laughs> look your <the> teeth. <laughs> I couldn't even send. I would have been right with Viscera. Obvious. All right. Yeah, I would be way too good at that. Even if you gave me Goldberg and Stone Cold, I would know it. I would know. Battle of the Bulge. That's fantastic. I like it a lot. <laughs> the best part is I got one a of the better Pro games on this uh, show. yesterday. Where'd you get the twelve? Uh, twelve Pro. Oh, nice. And now like all it, it had. Now all it has is wrestling dick pics. Now. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I took some pictures of Kelly earlier, and then Alyssa was just looking at my photo. She's like, "Why are there picture zoom <laughs> photos?" Of- <laughs> Like, it's joke. It's for the show. Man. And then she's like, "Who, the hell, is Val, who the hell is Val Venus? <laughs> Spelled V I V E N I S." I just came out in a towel. Oh <laughs> god! Is- Hello, ladies. <laughs> that is right. We're gonna wrap it up there. We got oh, a couple man. more episodes left of the series, and again, we're gonna finish with a live show. Whenever we that- should definitely start doing wrestling music as batting music for the bandits before we come. But didn't up. we try that? Or, oh no, we tried that with. The, talked about it. We, we tried talked it, about it. I tried that with a different league, and then it, it got old very quick. Also, quick up, quick update. Yeah. I brought uh, the Brotherhood wrestling video to a place in Naperville to have the VHS digitized. And eight week turnaround time. So uh, we're looking late July, early August for the day. Oh, you went you went through with it? Yeah, I went through with it. I'm like, well, I, don't, I mean, I, there's, I don't really want to go anywhere else. I already drove here, so yeah, makes sense. You know, tune, stay tuned for that for sure. Um, if you don't already follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Bros. Let's Talk. You can find our podcast on YouTube. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. It lives at anchor.fm slash bros. Let's talk. And our website is bros. Let's talk.com or Jimmy, Anthony. This is Pat. Later dudes. See you guys. Hey, bros. Been a pleasure. All right. Latest on the men. Goodbyes! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 <sighs>